Hey, everybody. I'm happy you're minding your mind, and I really appreciate the feedback. Don't forget to email me, josephtrapper at gmail.com, or if I can help you in any way, reach out, 443-929-1801. I know it's the uh, end of the, the year, and a lot of people are looking for help for the new year. I'm happy to be there for you. Um, I want to talk about three ways to prepare yourself for winter, and obviously we're going to talk about the mental health aspects of it. And I'm just going to read them off, and then I'll go through each one of them, so you'll see if it's interesting to you. Um, number one is exercise and dealing with complacency. Number two um, is dealing with um, seasonal affective disorder, SAD, which uh, you might be surprised about that. And number three is dealing with family and New Year's resolutions emotions. So if that's of interest to you, uh, stick with me and I will try to go through each one. Okay, so number one, exercise and complacency. So during the winter, I myself uh, am an avid walker, sometimes jogger if I'm lucky. Um, and I love to be outside and I love to take that walk. But during the winter, it's hard. I ride my bike as much as I can, but I often put it away from uh, December through February, March. And sometimes I forget to take it out again until April, even though I really, really enjoy writing. But um, because of the weather and it's so cold and annoying, um, therefore I don't go out. And I appreciate the snow once in a while, although I, I definitely appreciate the warmth. So um, exercise and complacency is very, very common. And one of the things that creates more seasonal affective disorder and depressive and sad and blue feelings is being stuck in the house and being jittery and not having anything to do. And so during the winter, find ways to make yourself active. I try to stretch in between clients every hour, on the hour. Um, I try to make sure that I get outside every day. Even if it's raining, I'll take a walk around the block. Um, if you have a pet, that's great. If you have children, that's great. Um, they'll both help you pull out. If you have a spouse, that's great. They'll, they'll get you out of the house and, and, and get you, you know, actually doing something. So one of the most important things during the winter is to stay active. We tend to hibernate and when we hibernate, we uh, gain weight and we end up eating more and people have weight issues during the winter, even more than during the summer because uh, the summer we're active. So we really want to try to balance out that activity and be conscious of it. And it makes a difference in how you feel. I know the things that my body needs, the amount of sleep, the amount of food, the amount of exercise and the amount of movement. And so we want to be conscientious of that so we can feel better. So don't forget during the winter to make extra time to exercise, especially when the weather's bad and it's hard to get outside. And of course, um, wrap yourself up and have the right gear when you go outside so you don't get sick. Number two, let's talk about seasonal affective disorder. So um, most people are familiar with SAD. Um, according to the um, many people that have studied it, um, it's basically characterized, let's talk about what the symptoms are, by feelings of sad or depressed mood, low interest or pleasure in activities that specifically usually comes during the, during the four, five months of the year that are darker and colder. Um, changes in your appetite, and of course, you know, our melatonin levels are, are, are changed and are, because our circadian rhythm is off because at four o'clock the sun is setting and our body is used to, you know, getting its information from, um, you know, the environment around us. And so um, our body just thinks, oh, wait, so now the day is shorter and what am I doing? So it's usually change in sleep pattern, sometimes sleeping too much, which again, a sign of depressive symptoms, loss of energy, increased purposeless um, restlessness, sometimes increased uh, desire for carbs and eating, which again is part of the winter weight, feelings of worthlessness, of guilt, difficulties in thinking, and thoughts of death or suicide, which obviously are really severe and should uh, receive professional attention. So about 5% of people actually um, fit under that diagnosis, which is not much, but some people have, you know, blue feelings. And, um, and, and again, it usually lasts about 40% of the year, which sounds really bad. But, you know, again, it's those cold months, those, those five cold months that are really, really difficult. And it's more common in men than women. I'm sorry, the opposite. It's more common in women than men. And in general, you know, mother nature has that kind of flexibility. It's a lot more. And men are sometimes, you know, 
more men are in the work field than women. It's just a fact for, for, for different reasons. And so I think that men have a built-in way of keeping themselves busy. And also a lot of men are not always in touch with their surroundings. And so it doesn't impact them as much as women who are more sensitive and uh, use those qualities in really, really positive ways. Um, we don't have to go to medication right away. Obviously, you could assess that with your doctor, uh, especially if it's in the moderate to severe, and certainly if there's um, you know issues of safety. But in general, uh, most people find that just... Uh, Using the light therapy box, which you can look into, um, you know, talk to your doctor about that is very, very helpful for about 20 minutes or 20 to 30 minutes a day. It's called the Happy Light. They sell one on Amazon. I, I've talked about this before. It's usually about 50 to 100 bucks. Um, that can be very, very helpful. Put it on an angle. I'm not going to go into that exactly, but you you can look into it. A lot of people use CBT. I'm not usually a big fan of it, but for mild depression, it can be very, very effective. Um, and uh, many people do other talk therapy. Uh, in IFS, we do parts work. We talk to the sad part seasonal affective disorder part, etc. And of course, there are medication options if uh, somebody is suicidal or if somebody uh, you know knows that they're just not getting better, etc. So definitely something to explore. But again, just being more active, getting out, getting sunlight, doing things in a social setting could make a big difference. I know that there's there was a study in England where things are more dark and rainy, that seasonal affective disorder was more prevalent. You would think you get used to the bad weather, but you don't because just dark and rainy is really, really sad and gloomy. And um, that sad and gloominess could sometimes impact uh, how we feel, etc. So bottom line is that during the winter, some people do experience a little bit more depressed symptoms and sad symptoms. Explore them. Be Get ready for them. Prepare for them. If you have a family history or you've dealt with it in the past, just be on top of it. And the last thing is dealing with family. <laughs> Speaking of family uh, histories, um, which can be triggering. There's a lot of holidays at the end of the year, beginning of the year, and spending New Year, etc. So, um, you know, starting with Thanksgiving is when I start getting a lot of the family therapy requests. Um, and and just being aware of that, you know, sometimes uh, family are the people that you may have, uh, you know, maybe may happen to be related to. And if you weren't related to them, you might not talk to them. And it doesn't mean you're responsible for them. And sometimes family are the people that we choose that, you know, to be in a relationship with or that we love and they care about us. And I know in my own life, I have amazing family members, many, and I have, you know, family members that uh, maybe I wasn't able to connect with the way that I would have hoped for. But more importantly than that, I have amazing friends and, and, and adopted family members, so to speak, that um, are, are amazing and supportive and wonderful. And the more we surround ourselves with that, the better. And last thing, the resolutions. You know, it's good to think big, but think small. <laughs> think big. You know, I want a better life and I want to get on top of that. But think small when it comes to making bite-sized goals. Um, I find myself that when I make very, very small goals, they last a lot longer and they actually get done. Whereas when I do ambitious things, which are kind of a joke when you think about them, but we love to just, you know, do... We want to, uh, when I was uh, in college, I was very overweight and I struggled with weight for a lot of my life. And that's something that I talk about. And um, I had a very good friend of mine who one time, one night before we went to bed, my roommate, he said, you know, God, if I wake up tomorrow and I'm skinny, I'll, uh, I'll give a thousand dollars to charity, which, which, you know, we both laughed because it doesn't work like that. But we all want to, you know, lose a hundred pounds overnight and have, you know, the brownies for, for dessert too. So bottom line is stay active. So these three things could help hopefully prepare you for winter. Number one, uh, deal with isolation and uh, restlessness and exercise. Get out there. Number two, be aware of seasonal affective disorder, um, depressive symptoms, sad symptoms, and plan accordingly. And number three, uh, when you're spending time with family, go easy on yourself, go easy on them. And lastly, make resolutions that are helpful, not ones that are overwhelming and too big and that you are not going to be able to fulfill. I hope you and your family have a wonderful um, holiday season. And I wish you a happy and healthy new year.